Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Women in Weightlifting podcast. I'm Mark House with my co-host, Christy Brewer. And we're joined today by Kelly Wild, who is one of the top-ranked athletes in the 59-kilo women's category, was the unofficial American record holder for a minute, which I got to broadcast that one live at the uh, American <laughs> Series 1. I'm gonna, Kelly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Excited so, to be here. We were just kind of talking a little bit about your background before, um, be, before we started recording. And so you're a physical therapist, right? Correct. So you have a doctorate in physical therapy. Yes. And you are a <laughs> extremely high level weightlifter. You are a high level crossfitter. And <laughs> Whatever, yes. Hockey player. Yes. Yes, that, all those answers to yes. I already know the answers to these questions. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I guess we'll start where we always do, which is how did you get into weightlifting? I got into weightlifting through CrossFit, which I picked up after my college hockey career was over. Um, I needed something to do that wasn't just like, eh, go to the gym and like run on the treadmill. So I, I picked up CrossFit through a friend um, and then fast forward like a year or so, I got my first like individual CrossFit coach and he was big into Olympic weightlifting. And he basically forced me to do some weightlifting competitions. Cause he's like, you'd be good at it. And I was like, I hate being an individual athlete. I like being on teams. So like I have to this day, I still don't enjoy competing in Olympic weightlifting, but it's just kind of like. I like training good, for so. it, so I don't know. It's just, I need something to do, so this is it right now. <laughs> you started life as a hockey player, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I, yeah, I, I went to Ohio so, State and played hockey there. Tell me where you're from and how you ended up in California. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm from Minnesota, hence, you know, the hockey, oh, everyone. Yeah. So from St. Paul, um, yeah, and then went to Ohio State, so I was there for, well, five years. I took a victory lap there. Went back to Minnesota for, well, I went back to Minnesota for dental school, did that for a year, didn't like it, switched to physical therapy school um, at a small school in Minneapolis, and then once I graduated from PT school, I moved out to California, the Bay Area, to more or less train at Cal Strength. Um, so you were weightlifting, weightlifting brought you to California? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I had met Rob Blackwell. I don't know if you guys ever heard of slash remember um, Grid League. It was like, a oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah, I remember Grid League. Yeah. So <laughs> I did, I got picked up by the LA rain. Um, the last year it was even a thing like in 2016. Um, and so I spent a, a month out in Utah. So we like trained and filmed all of our matches and everything. And so Rob Blackwell, who is a, who was a lifter at Cal strength, he was on my team. And at that time I was like, kind of getting tired of CrossFit. So I was just like, Hey, teach me all your weightlifting. Okay, off, what is Gridley? Oh, it's like CrossFit, but it, it was like a, Go ahead. Crazy CrossFit on steroids. So they would, they had teams like you would. Don't talk about steroids and weightlifting. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
whatever. Not the S word. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, um, you know how you have like NBA, WNBA, like teams? They would get teams and then they would have matches together, essentially. And you got like recruited yeah. and trialed and like they would pick who, like then it would be like gymnastics. They would pick who was going to do what event, you know, so like, People, some people would lift, some people would do gymnastics. Like each team would pick which event they would do. And good. it was like crazy hardcore. I'm going to say it again, CrossFit on steroids. I thought it was crazy, but I also wanted to do it. But I was, um, yeah, I was like newbie, newbie CrossFitter. <laughs> okay. okay, so you did, the, you did the Gridley thing. I take it that doesn't exist anymore. Um, there are like... It, it does. Um, I feel like Florida has a pretty big grid league association, but this was like the national pro grid league, the NPGL. Oh yeah. Um, I remember so that, that doesn't exist anymore. Wow. It didn't catch on. Yeah. I was, I, not that I follow CrossFit terribly much, um, but I mean, I figure I might, might have heard of something that big, but yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. you, you end up in California, <laughs> Cal Strength because you, you, you basically came out to weight lift. And so tell, take us from there. How, what, what, give us a time. When did that happen? That, to, to um, so I, I graduated PT school in the spring of 2018 and then moved out August of 2018. Um, and I think I did like one competition for Cal Strength before I then had shoulder surgery which was the spring of 2019. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's How been a weird. Yeah, that's quite mm -hmm. a journey. Now, are you actually, are you a practicing PT then? Or are you just, mm -hmm. kind of, do you have your own? No. Yeah, so I, I am a practicing PT. I see, honestly, most of my people are from Cal Strength because we have a huge um, like high school football um community that comes into Cal Strength. So there's always like kids hurting yeah. themselves. <laughs> so I basically just see all these people just in house, which is great because I can awesome. make my own schedule and you know, I'm just at the gym all day, every day, seven days a week, pretty much. So well, it, um, that segues nicely into, you know, one of our, our favorite questions, which is, you know, tell us what does a training week and a training day look like for you? Sure. Um, so I typically do nine sessions a week. We do doubles on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then single sessions, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, and then we have Sundays off. So that's as of lately, that's like what my schedule has been like. And, and how long are those sessions? Uh, morning sessions are pretty light um, for the for our double days, so it's basically just kind of like a warm up, get moving before the heavier um, sessions for those Monday, Wednesday, Friday evening sessions, um, and then the evening sessions or the single day sessions eh, take probably about two hours, give or take. So in so your more mornings, like. Mm -hmm. Do you do any technical, like, are you actually on the bar at all? Or are you just mainly doing like mobilization? Uh, yeah, no, we take, we're on the bar. Um, it's 
usually pretty light, like powers type stuff. Mm. Um, we honestly, well, at least for me personally, I probably spend more time mobilizing. Oh yeah. And then <laughs> my, my bar work is pretty light and I'll modify things, um, based on like what's hurting. And I find that like, I don't do well with a ton of volume. So mm. I don't know. It's just like, I mean, I'm 31, which you're so old. I'm so, <laughs> I feel old. Um, I, think, I was like, looking athlete. at the start list and I was like, she's the only one. Like you're the next closest to me. Yeah. So I'm 40. <laughs> yeah, I'm 40. And then there's Kelly at 31. And then it was like, everyone's a child. <laughs> everyone's. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like in terms of person in that list, (laughs) in terms of like athletic wear and tear on my body, I feel very old. I should say like that. When did you start playing? I mean, did you, have you even played hockey since you were like three years old kind of thing? Like most Minnesotans? Yeah, we grew up, I grew up on a pond. And so my dad every year would put up boards and lights. So I've been skating. Yeah. Since like three. That's rad. And then you you actually won the youth world championships, right? The under 18s? Yes. That, is that was like, cool. <laughs> I mean, just ha- tell us about that. What was, um, so, that layout? so at least coming from Minnesota, so the, every year, even before the, the U18s, the world championships was a thing, they always had this camp in Lake Placid, New York, um, basically to get scouted for like college. And so in minute coming from Minnesota, you had to go through a couple rounds of tryouts just to get out to Lake Placid. Um, and so they, once worlds was announced, they used that Lake Placid camp as, um, like a way to pick the, the world team, or at least, um, to start picking out some of the people that they would probably want. So from that one camp, it's a week-long camp in Lake Placid. From there, they picked like 25 girls and they took us to Canada. Well, we did like, you know, a couple like training camps, things like that. Then we played a couple games against Canada um, and then they made cuts and like picked up different people. So you had to, there were, there were like, probably three or four rounds of cuts and like adjustments with the teams um, at these different camps and um, like games against Canada. Um, And I somehow survived all those cuts and everything and got picked for the team. And uh, Worlds was in Calgary, I believe. Um, And yeah, I don't know. Just hung on for the ride, I guess. Do you still skate at all or do you, or is that like just a thing of the past? Um, I really don't. I, I didn't like bring my equipment out to California. Um, so I don't have my stuff out here, but like I could see myself playing in like some beer leagues, you know, when I'm done with weightlifting. When you're 40 or, and old. When I'm, when I'm old. Yeah. Right. When I'm 40. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, when I get back home um, in the winters, I'll definitely lace them up because my dad still puts the boards up now that I have like younger nieces and nephews. 
So, uh, so yeah. it's just, and we see a lot of athletes who are, who have excelled in, in other sports before they come into weightlifting, you know, like, I mean, Christy was uh, a high level softball player, you're a high level hockey player, but it's, so it's just interesting. It's just, you're just the first hockey player we've talked to. Um, <laughs> a lot of softball and soccer seems to be the, well, uh, yeah. Hockey's not, I would say not as, as accessible um to the majority yeah. of the nation well you guys remember um caitlin hogan huh? oh yeah she, she was, was a hockey, hockey player. player oh was she really yeah yeah she was she good up, yeah she played at um st cloud state which is a division one school in minnesota yeah i remember that because i mean when you say you're out of pond in your back and like in your in, in next to you 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 you're literally just talking about a pond that freezes over right Yes, correct. Yeah, see, we don't, we don't have that here in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Small bodies of water. It's, 100, it's 118 <laughs> degrees outside right now. There's no That water. freeze over, that I should say. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and they're, yeah, if they're bodies of water, they're certainly not frozen. Yeah. <laughs> or ever freeze. So yeah. I'm curious, um, jumping a little bit of topic of nutrition, and then how your specific nutrition needs, like diabetes and all of that. Like, I think it's very intriguing, you know, especially cause there's, you know, whatever. Tell me how you do it and what you do. Sure. Um, so I basically, I try to just sit pretty much at 60 kilos. So mm. I don't like, it's hard to do like a big cut being a diabetic because if I, every time I eat, I have to give insulin. And if that insulin dose is incorrect by even a small bit, my blood sugar will either be high, which isn't good for weightlifting or in general for my health. Um, or if I'm low, I have to eat more calories. So it's just, mm. it makes it harder to cut because it's like those calories still count, you know, on the yep. scale, but it's like, yep. I can't just if I don't eat something, yeah. I'm going to die literally. Um, so I like to just chill, be an even, you know, 60 kilos, give or take a little bit. Um, and I just keep my diet very boring and consistent. So I pretty much eat the same thing every single day, you know, with small variations here and there, like beef versus chicken, you know? Um, but it, I just try to, take as many factors and variables as possible and make them just as consistent as I can, because so many different things impact what my blood sugar is. Um, so I leave a, lead a very boring, um, predictable life and it makes my diabetes so much easier to manage. <laughs> Which wouldn't you think, so it's kind of like in reality, if you weren't even weightlifting, would your diet be pretty similar anyway? Maybe the quantity would vary, but like you would still eat, you know, for yeah. those diabetic purposes, which is interesting. Yeah. I think so. Or at least if I was, I, I am definitely. But you don't go out and binge or eat like a whole cake, you know, or like have a bad diet. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, and I feel like I probably wouldn't be quite as strict if I wasn't trying to sit at a certain weight. Um, but yeah, the, my, 
since dropping down from being a 63, 64 to a 59 and like really tightening up my diet, my diabetes mm. control has been a lot better. Hmm. So it's like an added little bonus. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw one meet where you actually competed as a 71. I mean, so. No, that never <laughs> happened. That never happened? Mark, or, where, was where are you the, pulling your stats from? Yeah, what are I'm you? I had a caffeine in kilos meet oh, okay. in 2018. You're right. You're Which right. I, I think you just I. For. <laughs> I just. I think I showed up weighing like sixty-four and a half kilos or something. So that's true. Okay, that's true. Forgot about that. Well, that's what <laughs> I, was, I, I, I was kind of operating on the assumption that you really weren't ever a seventy-one. I was like, somebody just didn't want to cut weight. So, <laughs> um, I think Dave had told us like a few days before. I think someone else was supposed to go because that was when I had just came out to Cal strength and someone else was supposed to compete and they didn't want to. So Dave was like, Oh, Cal, you have to go to this since you're like new here. And yeah, so it was, it was a couple days before. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to show up. And <laughs> it's kind of a for fun thing. So very cool. <laughs> so, what made you want to go from 64, 63 to 59? I didn't want to. <laughs> Dave, Dave was like, you got to go down. Like we were looking at the numbers. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm not snatching or clean and jerking what a 64 should be. So, so Dave was like, you got some weight you can lose. And at the time it's so funny. I was like, Dave, I'm all muscle. What are you talking about? There's no, there's nothing I can lose. And now like looking back, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely a 59, not a 64. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Like when I look at myself as a 63, 64, I thought I was cut and jacked. And now I'm like, yeah. oh, girl, I, right. yeah, I had a bo bigger booty and a bigger boobs. Yeah. Well, and even like, <laughs> Mark before like whatever. Meets, even before meets cutting to 63, 64, like that felt hard getting yeah. to that weight. <laughs> yeah. How did you I, I had to cut. Going back to the like the insulin thing, how did you cut from like how long did it take you to get from 64 down to 60? Where you were um, like, I well, mean, so I, I dropped while I was um post op surgery, so like uh, I wasn't really like I wasn't lifting, wasn't doing anything really, you know. Um, so I found it easiest to, I was like, I'm just gonna lose all the weight now and yeah. then like put on muscle once I'm like lifting again. So I lost all that weight while I was just like right after surgery. Yeah, cause I was just wondering, you know, we were talking about kind of how hard it is to keep your, your, your blood sugar leveled off accurately that, I mean, dieting like that would just be, I mean, I would just think it'd be really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was easier because I wasn't training. Okay. Man, I need to stay closer to 60. <laughs> I hate getting I suck at it how's your wake up going Christy actually really good I finally woke up in the 61 you're perfect I don't you're fine. So high for so long I hate it though I absolutely hate it yeah, um, it's not fun there's no room for air and I think that's the hardest part is there's no room for air like for me eventually it just is like, all right, girl, you're either in or you're out. <laughs> so yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about, 
you know, um, you know, obviously we see you training and your, your, your training looks like it's going very, very well right now. Um, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I post the good stuff. Well, I, okay. So I guess I'll ask that more as a generic question. How is training going? <laughs> <laughs> I would say not great. It was going, it was going well. Um, up until like a couple weeks ago where I went, I went to Utah for a little camp thing. Mm, that was right. great. Yeah. And then I came back and I had to like modify my training a little bit. Um, because then I had to go out of town for a wedding and I just kind of like crammed all of my harder stuff in to too few of session. It was just, I, it was bad training decisions on my part in conjunction with ongoing shoulder issues that then flared up other issues. And so I'm trying to like rebound from that still. It's just, I'm old, you know, I just can't recover anymore. <laughs> I told Kara, our number one goal is to just stay healthy. I have two weeks to stay healthy. I can't get sick and I can't get injured. Like, I'm just going to show up, whatever shows up on that platform. I don't know. I don't know either. We, we, talked, we talked last week. Um, with one of the athletes talking a little bit about rust on the platform and you know how how everybody's going to do being back live and in person because you know you're obviously in, in March you competed virtually mm -hmm. um, so when was when was the last time you were like on a competition platform live I mean was it that wasn't at Cal Strength <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. um would that have been Oh, uh, shoot. There was just a local comp um, in like October yeah, the, of 2020. But like on. But what about like a plot like where there's actual competition, you know, where you have a, yeah. an entire 59 kilo weight class where you're jockeying numbers and like all of that. Yep. Is that, that I have not, you know, we haven't been experienced forever. Right, that would have been the American Open Finals of 2019. Yep, in Utah. Yeah, where yep. I was like fresh out of surgery, so we just like showed up and whatever. I mean, you still put up a 189 total. I mean, it's not not exactly like you had a bad day, but it's not what you're capable of. Um, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did okay. Your best total is March. 206. Like a couple months ago. That was yeah. wildly <laughs> impressive, by the way. Yeah. Not, you were not impressed by yourself? Because I thought it was impressive. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I kind of went nuts. I mean, I get to announce that session. So I was like, I was all over it. Yeah. You. I guess I, that meet just always reminds me of how snatches played out, which I'm still. I just remember your really. clean and jerk. I don't remember your snatches. Yeah. Don't we just had some technical difficulties on the snatching side. So I went like, I think my oh. second attempt was 86. And then my and third, your third attempt was 87. Okay. I remember that. Because we had. Yeah. I remember. I remember that some, very, very distinctly and sitting there going, oh God, he didn't declare. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, 
the clock was down to like less than 10 seconds. He was like, you need to take this. So luckily I have a quick setup. So I just walked up and ripped it and probably yeah, was- dropped a few F-bombs on camera, which I apologize um, for. That, that's okay. They, they, didn't, they didn't get heard. It was fine. Oh, okay, great. Okay, good. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 obviously, I'm announcing that session, and I'm like, all right. And I'm, I'm sitting there watching the card, and I'm like, they haven't declared she's going to have to take this weight, and I'm like, oh my god, this is this is this is like the catastrophic error on the the coaching and and like from me as the like announcer. I'm looking at this going, oh my God, this this is terrible because you were clearly capable of doing more. Um, yeah. We uh, had like 10 people in the yeah. like in our back room. No one else was lifting. And that somehow flipped. <laughs> but that happened. Was, so t- tell me about the 119. So yeah. Let, let's let's talk about that particular lift. I mean, how do you get in the mindset, I mean, you had a, a six for six day, if I recall correctly. I mean, it was a spectacular day. But, yes. You know, your, your second attempt is 115. You, you put 119 on the bar. You know, take me through that last two minutes. How do you get, I mean, um, what's your mindset? How do, you, how do you get ready to execute that lift? So for me, going into clean and jerks, which this is what, this is what happens every time because of going back to my diabetes. So adrenaline makes your blood sugar go up. So usually for snatches, I'm pretty good. Like starting to see a little bit of a climb with my numbers. And then I start doing insulin as it's going up. And so for clean and jerks, usually that insulin hasn't really had an effect yet. So I'm usually clean and jerking a little bit higher. So this meat, this was also the case. I was about a hundred points higher than what I like to lift at. So I was like, Dave, this is going to be a shit show. Sorry for swearing. And I was like, this isn't going to be good. Like my blood sugar's high. I had like, I, I just felt like it was going to be a disaster. Um, warmups for clean and jerk weren't that good either. I was just like feeling that blood sugar a little bit. Um, Do you feel sluggish or like, shaky like what is yeah what does it feel like I don't know yeah it's it's like uh, a fatigue and yeah you feel slow um and your timing's just Mm. like off so it's like for a lighter weight yeah I could still get through it but like you know if you're trying to max out it it's just like the timing's just a little bit off you're just a little bit slower it's like things are not firing on all cylinders just like a general mm-hmm. sluggishness. Um, mm-hmm. So one nineteen. Honestly, I don't. I don't know what I was thinking, or I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just well, t- take us through your setup generally. I mean, like, how, you know, when you when you're approaching the bar, that you know your name is called, you're ready to go. What is? Mm-hmm. Do you have any kind of routine that you go through, or is there? Is it just kind of, like you're saying, your setup is very quick. You just kind of go out and lift. Yeah. Uh, Usually I'm maybe thinking about like one or two technical things. Um, but that's, that's about it. I always like joke. I'm like, oh, I just panicked and blacked out. I don't know what happened. And that's, <laughs> I feel like that's true of like the 119. I just ripped it off the ground and put it over your head. 
yeah, maybe thought about like one or two <laughs> cues. Um, but I don't know. There's just not much I, going on up there, I don't think. Just from my <laughs> curious. Go ahead, Christy. What is your gym PR and your competition PR for cleaning jerks? Or both of them? If you um, want to disclose. You don't have to share. <laughs> no, I don't mind. No, it's 119. That was it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because honestly, you look like you had more gas in the tank. Yeah, 119 yeah. looks so easy. That did easy. not look hard. It felt hard. But looking, <laughs> look, watching the video, I'm like, oh yeah, that was pretty good. It was no, pretty convincing. It, it felt, it, for me, my lips always feel harder than they look. I, I'm the same way. I'm like, holy crap, I'm dying. And yeah. then I look at the video, I'm like, they're such a sissy. Yeah, yeah. that's me, 100%. <laughs> yeah, having, having watched both of you lift, I can tell you that that's absolutely true. I mean, from a viewer, <laughs> you're like, why don't you put some weight on the bar? <laughs> I'm, yeah. really like, I'm dying. And I, I remember, like watching watching you do a six for six day right at the in March, and I'm like, what is she actually capable of lifting? So I mean, it's interesting that that is literally the most you've ever had on the bar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. So I mean, what what's the what's the goal for Detroit? And again, you, if you if you want to if you're willing to share with us, I'd be interested. Like, are are you going to try and push a 120 clean and jerk? Or are you you know you, you cleared the 200 kilo total, which is one of the big milestones. Yeah. yeah, but sure you crush that. That's not a goal. I mean, okay. I could. <laughs> you, no. It, I mean, you know, there's always. Just... Oh, and while we're on this, you realize that you're the first American 59 to clean and jerk double body weight. Yeah. Oh, you were cool. the first. Yep. Now, Taylor's done it since, obviously, but you were, you were the first person to do that in competition. Does it count, though? Because it was. Well, virtual? given the fact that given the fact that it's my statistic, I can make it count. Oh. Like, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> well, the, the like that stat counts, but it's just been broken. Yeah. I want to be the oldest. That's the only stat oh. I can now take. I'll be the oldest. To clean it your double body weight? <laughs> to do 118. Yep. Would be, I, mean, is, I mean, it's a phenomenal feat of strength, though. You know? <laughs> um, I think yeah. so. But so yeah, so what, what what's what's kind of the what's the goal for nationals? I mean, do 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 you have one? Um, yes, it's not well. It's first to like be there because we're still we're still in the slight holding pattern. Oh no! Yeah, um, and then if I am there, it would be just a total higher than what I did in March because so. you that total counts like it qualifies you for teams right mm -hmm. it just isn't records but it's it's a lit total legit total that is a qualifier yes as far as like pan ams and worlds and stuff like that yeah correct as far as I understand <laughs> yeah that's the same as my understanding but honestly those procedure documents are so long and confusing I'm like, mm. yeah. I'm working yeah. on it, all right? <laughs> yeah. Can you put him in some like layman terms? Weightlifting terms? Where's the yeah. bullet points? Like, no. yeah. X go to Y. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That would be helpful. And the stinking calculator of having to live 81% of, anyway, like all mm. of that. 
yeah. there, there, there has to be a better way. I just don't know what it is. But yeah. all right. So, uh, well, I hope hopefully we will see you in Detroit because I've you know I've been looking forward to to seeing kind of this the showdown in the fifty nines. You know, with between <laughs> the, the two of you for, uh, for starters, <laughs> um, and you know, with Taylor and Shayla, and I mean even, you know, Maddie and a couple of the others. I mean, there, there's a lot of talent in the 59s that we're really looking at showcasing in. Yeah, all you need to, like, go back to 55 and 63. <laughs> I feel like the 59s got slammed, which is awesome. I mean, it's like, I feel like we have true depth in the 59 weight class. It, it, it's one of the reasons yeah. everybody always asks me, like, why do you why do you love the 59s so much? And I'm like, because there's, on any given Sunday, man, there's like five or six of you that can win. Yeah, and, you know, in, in most other weight divisions, you know, there's one or two athletes that sit at the top of the food chain, and everybody else is 20 kilos behind them. So, right. there's, from a competition standpoint, you know, from my standpoint, as somebody just <laughs> trying to watch and you know participate, it's it's a whole lot more entertaining if there's fun competition going on and there's actually you know some some good weightlifting to see i hate it because it's like everyone wants 87 and 81 and 112 like those two numbers on the clock (laughs) take Mm. forever forever i'm like i just need 10 minutes like awesome i have no idea how to clean and jerk anymore just start heavier than that (laughs) i know that's where essentially like honestly at this point you either start heavier because you have to you have to get there anyway. So I'm like, all right. right. Yeah, but then you run the risk of like not hitting your opener, which is a bad day. Yeah, but like <laughs> you get to the point where it's just like what I'm trying to say. If you're trying to get a certain total, you have to start at a certain weight to get there or take massive jumps. And then you get stuck in this like mesh because we're we're literally all on top of each other for the most part with like our numbers yeah and so there's six of us that are can like essentially five to six that are taking the same numbers um and so it's just so much jockeying so yeah you start higher and you know what you're either gonna have a great day or a terrible day yeah. But I mean, that, that's from my, you know, I realize you guys are athletes. I'm just, you know, I'm just the guy with the microphone. But I love that when that happens, right? You guys are all jockeying for position back and forth. No, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. I want to follow myself. I want to yes. go back yes. to back. Two minute yeah. Clock. Yep. I love a two minute clock. Yeah, love was, it. I forget which competition <laughs> yeah. it was. I, I thought it was the American Open Series three in Vegas, but somebody's corrected me and I've never gone back to look. But there was a, a moment, and I, I want to say it was like right around that kind of 110, 112 range, where there was like a six-minute period where no one took a lift. Um, oh, because there was so much jockeying? Everybody's jockeying around for position, and nobody actually – the bar did not move. Then, <laughs> I it could have been AO3. So I remember – I specifically remember AO3 because I was the last one to open, and it's the last time that's ever happened. Um, I opened because it was the first, um, the first competition that 50, the new weight classes, Yep. EO3 2018 Las Vegas. And I opened at 110 and I believe that is the competition. Cause I had to, I warmed all the way up and then I had to go back down and come back up. 
um, for my opener. And I took like some poles and I had to do like a bunch of jumping in the back. Um, and I also remember, I do not remember which competition, but I, it's 112. I, everyone took 112. And so I because that's what everybody that I mean you got a whole series of you that either start or finish at right yeah number. well yeah. yeah it just like yeah. sets you up for you know at the time no one had hit 118 yet so it, everyone was really at the time setting up for 15 and 16 mm -hmm. um because if you think about it even Taylor like before you hit 118 Taylor was at 116 mm -hmm. no one had even hit 117 and so 112 set people, everyone up for 12 or 15 and 16. Anyway, it's yeah. crazy what's happened in a year. Because Jessica Lucero hit the one, I mean, she hit 117 back in the. Um, not as a 58, never as a 59. Yep, but not as a 59. Yep. Um, but anyway, yeah, sorry, Kelly, we're, wand we're wandering <laughs> off topic a little bit. I'm very Bigger. excited for Detroit in case you haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. Uh, finish the sentence. You know you're a weightlifter when blank. Oh, your knees hurt all the time. <laughs> it seems to be recurring theme. Is that what everyone defaults to? <laughs> no, it's like oh, when your back hurts all the time, when your knees hurt all the time, when your shoulders hurt all the time. I'm like oh man, we just seem to be rehabbing injuries at high levels. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's all it's all the calluses. And yeah, I think calluses are like the biggest thing. And here's the biggest thing, which I think is hilarious. So when I was a CrossFitter, I wanted to lift all the things. Like it was always like this feat of, could I pistol squat? Could I over, like, could I overhead squat this bush? Like, and now that I'm a weightlifter, <laughs> I'm like, mm -mm, I only lift in the gym. So I do not like, I can't get hurt. Like that's too heavy. <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. want to exert any energy outside weightlifting yeah even even moving jerk blocks in the gym I'm yes. just like I can't do this I can't lift this like loading a bar me. like I don't <laughs> want to load my own bar like come on yeah no you become I'm, super lazy when you become like an a weight actual weightlifters hate lifting weight I, I, what would you say is the hardest thing about weightlifting for you Mm, staying healthy <laughs> that's been from day one of weightlifting because I came into weightlifting with injuries from CrossFit so yeah so, do you find weightlifting healthy. harder or easier than CrossFit Ooh, it's it's in some ways it's easier because it's just two lifts but in some ways it's harder because it's just two lifts yeah you know in less than a second, like it's, it's a lot it's more pressure. It's off. Yeah. It's a lot, yeah, more pressure. And it's, it's like less, significantly less room for error. And I feel like it's more mentally taxing than CrossFit. Yeah. Really? Oh, yes. I 100% agree. Well, why, why do you guys say that? I mean, that, that would not, that's not what I would think the expected answer would be. Well, I think that it's so technical and everything in weightlifting is very technical. So you, out, at least for me, I don't know if it like gets easier, like the longer you've been in it, 
but like I'm always having to think about what I am doing and then like rethink about it. And then maybe one day that cue worked, you know, that cue worked yesterday, but now it's not working today. So now I need to like, yes, figure out and watch this video of what I just did. And like, why did that not work? What do I now need to think about? What did I change? Like, it's, it's just like this constant, like evaluate, reevaluate, reevaluate. Yeah. Whereas and in CrossFit, it's like, oh, do 150 wall balls in like 30 muscle ups. It's like, okay, I can just do it. Like, I don't need to think about anything. You just do it. Yeah. I feel like in CrossFit, I just went blank and I worked. Like, it's yeah. just like, there's no thinking. It's just working. You're just working. And weightlifting is all thinking. 99% thinking, 1% working. A little, a little yeah. slightly irrational um, ratings, but I agree with Kelly. Like, no, I mean, I can, I can see that. I mean, if you're just like, okay, do 50 wall balls. Like, all right. You yeah. To think, I mean, other than just like the resilience to continue doing something when you're exhausted. Um, yeah, but it's literally just like zone out and you just go one two, three, like, that's how I was, I was a really good crossfitter because I didn't think, I was just, like, just yeah. going, like, oh, this is painful, but I can push through pain versus, like, my, my mind second guessing, like, all right. Yes, 100% <laughs> agree. Very much, yeah. <laughs> very interesting. Um, oh, Music. Is there any particular music that you listen to when you when you are in the gym slash walkout music? Yeah, I like I like. Well, so in the gym, I don't usually have control of the radio. Usually, that defaults to like Wes. Um, Chevy mm -hmm. sometimes sneaks in there and puts on other music, but um, I prefer like old Kanye stuff, like Kanye Jay Z. Um, yeah. stuff like that. No country. I can listen to pretty much anything, but like not country. Dude, country music is banned from my gym, so I totally understand. Okay, great. Yeah. I would so, fit in oh, great there. Any particular <laughs> song? Um, not specifically. Like, I don't have like my one like heavy lifting song that, you know, people have, but yeah, like I, I default, I definitely default to Kanye. Christy, you want to go ahead and ask her a last question and then we'll wrap this up? Yeah. So what is a piece of advice you would give either your, not necessarily like age-wise, but someone new to the sport of weightlifting? What, mm -hmm. like one thing you could tell them? One thing you wish you would have done. Yeah. So I feel like this is probably a lot of people's answers but I my answer as well because well my advice to someone new to weightlifting would be to start working with a coach right away versus like dial down your technique before you start loading up the bar get with someone who you can work with in person um, just to get technique down so you don't develop bad habits because I feel like once you have bad habits, it takes infinitely longer to get rid of those bad habits and then make those good habits. Mm -hmm. So like for me, like I'm still trying to come out of like 
habits that I developed in CrossFit like five years ago um, yeah. with my technique. So that, like I said, I feel like that's probably an answer that you hear a lot, but Actually, I think it's... I think that was, Christy, that's very similar to the answer that, that, that you gave. But I mean, a lot of, we've had a lot of, a lot more variety in that answer than you might think. Oh, okay, good. And, yeah. But yeah, Christy was talking about, you know, it's kind of, it's shocking how technique driven this is. Um, you know, when you first, mm -hmm. when you first join, it's like lift heavy weights, throw things over your head, right? How are it going to be? Um, right. You realize yeah. how much of a mental game and how much technique there is involved in doing that well is yeah. actually surprising. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Well, very, uh, very good, Kelly. Um, I really do. I hope we get to see you in Detroit. Thank you again for joining us this afternoon. And ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our interview with Kelly Wild, and we will see you all, well, in about two weeks. So, all right, thank you very much. Have a good evening. Great, thank you.